the environment. Everything's tropical. Everyone's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. There's Michael Jackson bumping in the background super loud at 9.30 in the morning. There's images on the wall of lavish accommodations, palm trees, families having fun on the beach. Tropical islands. All of the the cords are covered by creeping vines. Yeah. Um, I talk nicely to them and try and get them to come closer. If, if we were in a, a sales negotiation or something, and you're the prospect, I'm the uh, vendor, I would say, so w- after I do my pitch, I'd say, so where do you think we stand on a one to 10 scale? And you come back and say, yeah, I, I'm feeling a six, maybe a seven. And then I've been trained to say, what do I have to do to make this a 10 and wow you? You know, how do we get it up there together? Human tendency is when you're in a position, I'm in a different position, if I suggest you go somewhere, you're more likely to go the opposite way. That's what really me like saying, you smoke? You shouldn't smoke, you're killing yourself. And you're like, screw you. And you like light one, blow it in my face. <laughs> right? That's the natural human response is to resist suggestion. It's the natural habit. Yet in the sales mode, so many of us say, well, you're only a six or seven. What do I need to do to make you feel great? It doesn't work. It actually moves people down in the scale. Like, oh, here comes the big manipulation. Screw you, I'm a four now. Here's the method that does work. When a prospect goes to me, uh, comes to me and says, uh, and we, we negotiate, and I say, so where, where do you think you stand on a one to 10? They say, I think I'm a six or seven. My response is, that's kind of interesting. From your body language, the way you're looking at me, I, I was actually sensing you were at a three or four. Why did you pick a number so high? I pick a number lower than the one they set, and now their natural tendency is to push up, to go the opposite way I go. So when I say to customers, I think, from your byline, the way we're talking, I really thought you were lower, three or four, why did you pick a number so high? They say, well, I I think it's six or seven because of this and this and this, and they've primed themselves to go higher. Many times in those negotiations, they say, you know, when I think about it, I think I'm more like an eight, or maybe even a nine on proceeding with this project. It's this reverse technique. It's that simple. All right, ready? First Lamborghini lesson, here we go. Whether your goal is to be a billionaire, millionaire, or you have no materialistic goals at all, you still need what I call the fuel unit. Let's do this. What does this mean? Well, hard sell is when the vendor, the seller, is trying to pressurize the buyer into buying his product, to 
try to persuade very strongly the buyer to buy. Whereas soft sell is when it is much more relaxed and you offer the product, but you don't pressurise the buyer. So, for example, hard sell advertising. You've seen this on the television, I'm sure. You must buy this product. It's the best product you will ever find. It's the cheapest product that exists. You will save money. It will resolve all your problems. You have to buy it. If you don't buy this product, you are nobody without it. Okay, that's hard sell. But soft sell is when you show someone the product and then you let them think about it for themselves. When you let people decide, perhaps you give them an underlying message, but they need to be the ones to decide. Hey, Jenny, Marge and Bob are driving through today. They're going to drop in. There are extra people. Turkey, ham, cheese, taste salad, coke. We don't have enough coke. Sure we do. I've got another case in the garage. Well, thank heavens for the garage. It's always smart to have plenty of Coca-Cola on hand, especially before weekends and holidays. You never know who may be dropping in, but with plenty of Coke on hand, you're all set to give them a refreshing welcome. You'd be surprised how Coca-Cola can save the day. So make sure you have plenty of Coke on hand. Hey folks, can I have everyone's attention for just a minute? Have you ever woken up on a Monday and say, this weather is amazing, let's go down to the ocean this weekend, get ourselves a place, Tuesday, Wednesday, you get tied up with the kids, Thursday, Friday, you get tied up with, with your jobs, Saturday morning, you should be down at the darn ocean, and you find yourself stuck in a sales presentation. Has that ever happened to you guys? Uh. <laughs> it happens to me every week. Contact Roger. Oh, goody. Now, now we can try being weightless. <laughs> Let, let's celebrate with delicious Nestle's Quick. Nothing makes chocolatey milk like Quick, you know. That great Nestle's chocolate flavor is out of this world. Out of this world? Oh, oh the milk's in orbit, too! Fuckle, we're ruined! Con contact Mr. Nelson. Hello up there. Time to recharge with delicious Nestle's Quick. Remember, no sticky syrup mess. Quick is the easiest thing on earth. Don't rub it in. Just two spoonfuls of chocolatey quick and milk. I'm so homesick. A little stir, and it's ready to go. Loaded with quick's vitamins and iron. That does it. We're heading back for quick. Nearly every time you take a bite of that delicious sweetness, you have the hands of a child slave to thank. I'm Stephanie from Nestle. We saw the video you post on YouTube criticizing Nestle over water. We've long recognized the human right to water and we ensure all our people respect it. Water is, of course, the most important raw material we have today in the world. It is a question of whether we should privatize the normal water supply for the population. And there are two different opinions on the matter. The one opinion, which I think is extreme, is represented by the NGOs who bang on about declaring water a public right.
like to welcome you all here today, I think, for just a real unique opportunity. You make a one-time purchase of what we call vacation points, and you change your life a little bit for the better. Who's here for a nice trip? Raise your hands. See how easy this is? Who got drugged down here by the person that wants the trip? Raise your hand. There you go. Okay. <laughs> You're not alone. It's usually the whole room. Why do we offer a nice trip? Who'd be here without one? It'd just be us, right? We're here because we're paid to be here. You're here because we're paying you for your time. Now, you all know what gifts you receive. You will get those today. Do you agree we're paying you at least pretty well for 90 minutes of your life? Since we are paying you well, do you think there's a very good chance that we'll, uh, we'll ask you to purchase something today? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, when we do ask you to purchase something, all we want is a real answer. If I said, would you like to purchase something today, what's one or two real answers? No. No. <laughs> These guys practice that all the way. When they pulled in, they had their windshield going, and she's going, no, no. <laughs> hey, you guys, if you say no, that's okay. At least you listened and gave us a real answer. And if you say yes, of course, we'll celebrate a little bit. Who's here for a nice vacation? Raise your hand. Okay. Take a wild guess of what we we sell. I'll give you a bonus point so you can figure out. What do we sell here? Timeshare. Time we sell vacations, okay? Sales suck. <laughs> I know this all too well, and it's kind of strange that I am now putting together a video web marketing business when I feel like sales suck. So this site is not about me trying to sell you my, my marketing tools. This site is the behind the scenes personal memoirs of what it takes to get over this attitude that sales suck. I got rich by the time I was 31. Here's the best advice I give my teenage friends. It was easy. What can I tell you? It was hard? No, it was easy. I'm a millionaire by 31. Let me tell you how I did it. I got three reasons why I got rich by the time I was 31. Let me give you those. Here's number one. I lived in America. I mean, how lucky can you get? America's easy. People haven't plotted and schemed for 50 years saying if I could just get to Poland, everything would be okay. No, no. Here's the average yearly income in Bangladesh, $120. That would be hard. Cambodia would be hard. The Khmer Rouge killed two million Cambodians to make communism work. That's hard. Now here's number two. I found an opportunity. That's all you got to do in America, search for an opportunity. Take the first one, right? Try it. If that isn't it, it leads to another. One door closes, another door opens. This is what's exciting about America. It's full of opportunity. I lived in America, number one, found an opportunity, number three. Number two, here's number three. I found a teacher. What a grand and glorious, unique thing that was for me at that time in my life. I found a teacher willing to teach me. And his teaching came in two parts. Here's what it was, very simple. Number one, Mr. Rohn, you have evidently messed up between ages 19 and 25. Now, I could understand that, but he didn't leave me there. He said, now, here's the answers on how to change it all, the next six years. What an incredible teacher. Taught me how to have a whole brand new six years. First six, what? I messed up. Second six, what? I got it right. Second six years, I became a millionaire. During that second six years, the government was about the same. 
circumstances were about the same. The economy was about the same. The unions and their philosophy was about the same. What was going on around me was about the same. Then how come I got rich that second six years? I was not the same. I changed. You say, well, Mr. Owen, if you can do that, can anybody do it? Yes, I invite you on that journey. Anytime you want to. If you don't make plans of your own, guess what? You'll probably always fit into someone else's plans. Let's talk about vacations. Are, are vacations good? Sure. Yes. Do we need vacations? Yes. Are we here for a free vacation this weekend? <laughs> yeah. we go. The only problem is, is that the average American has gone from three weeks vacation 30 years ago. So 30 years ago, the average American took 21 nights in a motel or a hotel average, okay, to where now it's kind of scary. In fact, I'm going to give you bonus points if you can guess how many nights a year the average American stays in a motel or hotel. Zero. No, it's better than that. <laughs> you guys are scaring me. Are you the one that goes zero? <laughs> well, it's not no, zero this year. You get two nights for coming in. Woohoo! Okay, there we go. Ten. Ten and then six. Okay. It's 4.3 nights. Really? If you hear any Chickens, horses, dogs, or rabbits, that's completely normal. I'm in a very large barn. The instructions say you need a couple yards of leather thong or strips, four nails, chalk, two candles, and your soul. I'm gonna take this jacket off. It says you can't have any metal on you. And of course, a zipper is metal. You must begin by forming a circle with strips of leather fastened to the ground by means of your four nails. Then you must trace the triangle within the circle beginning at the eastern point. A large A, a small E, a small A, and a small J must be drawn as in the diagram. Set two candlesticks on the right and left sides of the triangle within the circle. This being done, the two candles may be lit, have no metal on your person, and you must be alone. That's the entire prep. After that is a sort of incantation, prayer. If a presence appears, stay in the circle and make your pact. As in the pact for whatever you want to sell your soul for. If you want a million dollars or if you want, you know, a blue and purple dog, whatever. Don't. It says not to flatter yourself thinking that your soul is worth world domination or wealth without end. Your soul for one year of amazing luck, or five years of true love, or ten years of insights that will make others marvel are better choices. Don't piss off the demon. Take what you can get. You're doomed to hell by this point anyway, so again, don't try to hold out for something outlandish. The more privately rewarding to you, and less noticeable to others, the better. You can't live forever. Don't try to get more than ten years of anything. At the end of the time, your soul belongs to it. Don't fight it. Relish the time. Live grandly. Small note says, if nothing appears, wait 13 days before you try again, and your persistence will be noted. That's about a circle. I'm going to leave it a little bit loose. If anybody's ever worked with this stuff, you're not going to get it to lay out in a perfect circle. But I think the main point of it is that it's a, that it completes 
a boundary. Alright, nobody could argue that that's not a distinctly circular shape. You can see it's tilted down pretty, pretty tightly. So we're done with that part. You must then trace the triangle within the circle beginning at the eastern point. The final step is to stand in the triangle and say all the things that I'm about to say. I'm going to go ahead and straighten up the camera there. Taking off my shoes, I have nothing in my pockets, no metal hip replacement or something. Standing in the triangle now. Emperor Lucifer, master and prince of the rebellious spirits, I adjure thee to leave thine abode in whatsoever quarter of the world it may be situated, and come hither to communicate with me. I command and I conjure thee, appear without noise and without any evil smell, to respond in a clear and intelligible voice, point by point, to all that I shall ask thee. Failing which, thou shalt be most surely compelled to, the, to obedience by the power of my will. <clears throat> I command and I adjure thee, Emperor Lucifer, as one willing to barter with you my soul to submit to thy chains. I command thee to quit thine abode, wheresoever it may be, swearing that I will give thee one quarter of an hour alone to appear. Straightway come hither and communicate with me in an audible and intelligible voice, or if thy personal presence be impossible, dispatch me a messenger in human form, without either noise or evil smell, with who I will then deal with in your name. All right, the recording just stopped in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I had about one, maybe two minutes left in the triangle. I heard the noise, look over. The camera's lens is, you know, sucking back in. It's obviously shutting off. So I stepped out, came over here, turned it back on, and I'm explaining to you what happened. Um, obviously, we can't attribute that to something purely paranormal. Uh, I could get back in, I guess, and do taunting. If there's anything here, the camera's back on. Shut the camera off again, if you shut the camera off. Do it again. If you did shut the camera off, why? Not to be too hasty, but if there's something you want to illustrate to me, a point you want to get across, if you want the camera off, shut it off again, and then communicate with me in some way. If you don't communicate with me now, I'll perceive you as nothing more than a coward. If the extent of your abilities are shutting off a camera, 
Why would anybody have faith in you? Why would anybody worship you? Why would anybody trade you their soul if the only thing you can do is shut off cameras? If you don't show yourself to me now in some way, you're pathetic. that there's five reasons customers won't buy. I call it Mount Nut as an acronym. It stands for no money, no time, no need, no urgency or trust. Now, when you're talking to a customer, here's a model I want you to have in your head. They're resistant to buying your product. So when you're first talking to them, the resistance is high. They don't want to be sold, right? So there is some resistance there. Our job is to lower the resistance over time. And somewhere there's this magical line where you cross over that they go, ah, oh, I'll buy. You've convinced me, now's the time to buy. Is it really about the money? Is it really about the time? Maybe I didn't create the need first, or maybe even if I did create the need, maybe my story isn't compelling enough to create that sense of urgency. Or maybe you did create the need. Maybe you showed them that it was urgent, but you know what? They didn't trust you. So then you have to ask yourself, how do I develop more credibility? How do I gain their trust? If you know how to reduce their resistance by showing them that they need it, showing them that it's urgent, and last but not least, that you're trustworthy, you will hit that famous buy level. So this is going to work for you, huh? No, That's I'm right. sorry, but uh, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks I for really coming appreciate in. Your... Don't take off yet, though. we got to get your gift for you. Okay. Um, we just have to run because our babysitter know, is texting us. Okay, so all you're going to do is fill in this information, uh, mail it into this address. Okay. And this oh, explains signed, everything. I yep. signed every yours. Oh. That's okay. No more. <laughs> cool. Both signatures there. And you guys are good to go. Well, thank cool. you. Not a appreciate problem. your time. Pleasure meeting you folks. Pleasure meeting you. Bye. Have a good Cheers, one. Cheers, you too. We've made it out. Apparently, I'm not having purchased anything, but we'll see. Today. What was that? They are too old to be a mummy. Who told you that? Thank you. Daddy, someone at school told me you're not my real parents. Wow. 
Um, who told you that? Lewis, the boy of the messy hair. Today at school, someone told me my mummy is my daddy and my daddy is my mummy. Who told you that? Alex, the boy with a red hair. Dad, at school they asked me why I don't have a mum, but I have two dads. Well, let me ask you another question. If you could choose your family, would you pick us? Happiness is always the answer. Coca-Cola. Choose happiness. What would you like to do if money were no object? What, how would you really enjoy spending your life? Well, it's so amazing as a result of our kind of educational system, crowds of students say, well, we'd like to be painters, we'd like to be poets, we'd like to be writers, but as everybody knows, you can't earn any money that way. Or another person says, well, I'd like to live an out-of-doors life and ride horses. I say, do you want to teach in a riding school? Uh, let's go through with it. What do you want to do? When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that. And uh, forget the money. Uh, because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. And after all, if you do really like what you're doing, it doesn't matter what it is, you can eventually turn it, uh, you could eventually become a master of it. It's the only way to become a master of something, to be really with it. And then you'll be able to get a good fee for whatever it is. So uh, don't, don't worry too much. Uh, that's, uh, everybody's, uh, somebody's interested in everything. And anything you can be interested in, you'll find others who are. But it's absolutely stupid to spend your time doing things you don't like in order to go on spending things you don't like, doing things you don't like, and to teach your children to follow in the same track. See, what we're doing is we're bringing up children and educating them to live the same sort of lives we're living, in order that the, they may justify themselves and find satisfaction in life by bringing up their children, to bring up their children to do the same thing, so it's all wretch and no vomit. It never gets there. And so, therefore, it's so important to consider this question, what do I desire? Clip machine. 
Today you heard excerpts from the timeshare presentation my wife and I went to. The reverse psychology sales technique from Mike McCallowitz. How I went from broke to buying a Lamborghini. Short version from Ty Lopez. Hard sell versus soft sell. Vocabulary Builder 3. ESL British English pronunciation from iswearenglish.com. Vintage 1961 Coca-Cola commercial. Soft sell with phony baloney loving family from YouTube channel TV Toy Memories. Commercial. Nestle's Quick with Jimmy Nelson, Danny O'Day, and Farful the Dog from YouTube channel Video Archaeology 6. Nestle Chocolate brought to you by Child Slavery. Brainwash update from YouTube channel Breaking the Set. Nestle responds to Abby. Corporate troll spotting from YouTube channel Breaking the Set. Sales suck and entrepreneur's anguish. Fear of sales phobia from salessuck.com. Jim Ron's talk titled Getting Rich is Easy. Soul Selling, March 11, 2013, from YouTube channel X Room Mod. How to Close a Sale, Five Reasons Clients Don't Buy, by Victor Antonio. The Coca-Cola commercial called Families. An Alan Watts lecture called Do You Do It or Does It Do You? The music you heard was Aminals by Baths, Punk Weight by Death Grips, Gorilla by Clams Casino, Where by Holy Other, Human Voice by Dintel, Nothing Here by Holy Other. Lament for Morning by Rally Moncrief. Clip Machine is produced by Will and Sarah Magnus. Mm-hmm.